With today's episode, Knock, the Messengers finish up their series on Ask, Seek, and Knock. Come find why knocking is something that is important to us and to God. Listen in to hear more about how one little knock can change your life forever. Well, hello, everybody. This is Marcus. And Trisha. And we are... The Messengers. All right. That never gets old. No, never does. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be knocking. 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 <laughs> we're finishing up our series, Ask, Seek, and Knock. So we encourage you to go back and listen to the other three episodes because we had two episodes on Ask right. and one episode on Seek. So you would understand that a little bit more of what we're talking about today if you go back and listen to those other ones. Yeah, you wouldn't watch like a, a movie trilogy and start at number three. Yeah, you know? it would be a little confusing. Yeah. <laughs> but you can find all those on themessengersradio.com. Very good. You got it. I got it. This first <laughs> time I got it. So we have learned that we need to ask God for the desires of not only our hearts, but his heart too. He longs to give us the desires of our hearts when they line up with his will. That's important. And there are many ways to ask God for what we want, and some include with our words or actions. We need to believe what we ask for, and above all, be thankful for what we have and the answers he has already given us. Amen. That's good. Yeah. So then we learned about seeking God. We know that he is not hiding from us. He loves us and wants us to seek him for our desires and the things we need. We talked about how trust is the main way we stay focused while we seek God. We have to proactively use our faith and trust God between the times of asking and knocking. We are to seek him first and joyfully. Those are two of his favorite ways for us to ask questions. So now we've asked God for our desires and needs, and we put him first and sought his answers. So what do we do now? Yes, we knock. (laughs) So knocking seems to be the next step, but what does that entail? You know, there are not many verses in the Bible on knocking, but from other experiences... In the Bible, we can see that a person knocking expects something to happen. Absolutely. So we know ourselves that when we knock on a door, we expect to be let in. That's right. When we knock on our friend's door and we know they're home, you know, we expect to be invited into their home. If they're good friends. (laughs) You'd be calling them friends then, would you? That's true. (laughs) So we want them to be happy to see us and glad and usher us into their house because that's their personal space, you know? That's right. That's right. So God's the same way. When we ask for something, we've sought him for our answer. We knock on the door. We must be ready for our answer. And when we knock, we are expecting to be shown an answer. And the door may be opened or it may be that we are not quite ready to handle that answer yet. That's right. And just as we saw in the seek section, we need to be able to handle the answer God gives us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we are pleased with the answer, yeah. but sometimes, of course, we're not. It's true. So the verse in Matthew 7, 7 through 8 in the Amplified says it this way. Ask and keep on asking and it will be given to you. 
Seek and keep on seeking, and you will find. Knock and keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who keeps on asking receives, and he who keeps on seeking finds. And to him who keeps on knocking, it will be opened. That's good. We've looked at this verse for the other sections too. In this version, it says, knock and keep on knocking. We talked about last time how it can seem like distrust when you have to keep asking and keep seeking and, and doing that, but it's not really. Uh, when we do it with the right intentions, it becomes something we do while thanking him and relying on him to answer. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to realize that sometimes the door won't open right away. This shows that we need to keep on seeking. When the time is right and we knock, the door will be answered and we will have the answer we've been longing for. This may be quick, like all three steps may come all at once, like bam, bam, bam. But it may take a long time too. Just as every question is different, every answer is different. And you know, sometimes that door is never opened, which can be a good, a good thing. We need to remember that closed doors are also answers to our questions. When God closes a door, he will open another one if we are available to see it. If we are so focused on that door, we are not seeking God first and putting him in control of our lives. When this happens, we will not be looking around for other doors being opened. Many times when we ask and seek, but the door is not opened, it's because God has greater things in store for us. In those cases, we really need to be looking for more doors. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I've been focused on a single door for a long time and didn't see other doors that were open. That's right. You know, I've experienced this. So it's, yeah. it's so easy, though, to, to get unfocused, <laughs> no, to get <laughs> focused on one thing and, mm. and not see the other things around when you should be focusing on those as well. The point is that when we knock, we are telling God that we are expecting an answer to our inquiry. We don't need to be standing in one place in front of the door banging on it over and over again. We talked about how we need to not be like a small child who asks the same question over and over again annoyingly and showing God we don't trust that he will answer us. No, when we knock on God's door, we must do so politely. That's right. We need to knock and then let him answer in his time. We can knock again every once in a while showing that, you know, we're still longing for an answer. Yeah. And that's when, you know, you don't get an answer immediately. But that's when we trust him to open the door when the time is right. That's right. Makes sense? It does make sense to me. I hope it makes sense to them. <laughs> All right. Well, when he does open the door, we receive our answer. When that answer is good, we are refreshed and given a sense of accomplishment. We went through the right channels and we received our answer. As we are ushered in through the door, we are taken to a whole new level with God. That is awesome, awesome. We see that we can trust him to move in our lives and he sees that we are willing and able to listen to him and wait on his perfect timing it's a mutual benefit right that's right so asking seeking and knocking are three important steps needed to get answers from god 
He loves us and gladly wants to give us the desires of our hearts. But in order to do so, we must ask the right way. That's right. We need to seek and knock to show our trust that he will answer us. And although it may not be the answer we want or not in our timing, he will answer. So thank him for the answers he has already given us and trust him with the answers that are still to come. All right. Well, you know, there are other times in the Bible that Jesus discusses knocking on doors in the New Testament. He describes two other kinds of knocking. The first one we'll look at is him knocking on our door to see if we are ready for him. So I just want to say that this is kind of a separate topic. The first pages that we just went through are really the finishing touches to the Ask, Seek, and Knock series. This is just some other interesting things we found out about knocking, about times in the Bible when people knocked and what kind of results they saw. Right. But this one is, we find a couple parables um, in Luke. In chapter 12, we find one. Right. So this is out of the NL, the New Living Translation, the NLT. It's Luke 12, verses 35 to 48. So put on your listening ears because it's kind of long. <laughs> or and, read with us. <laughs> and this is uh, entitled, Be Ready for the Lord's Coming. Once again, this is Luke 12, verses 35 to 48. Be dressed for service and keep your lamps burning, as though you were waiting for your master to return from the wedding feast. Then you will be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. The servants who are ready and waiting for his return will be rewarded. And I tell you the truth, he himself will seat them, put on an apron, and serve them as they sit and eat. He may come in the middle of the night or just before dawn. But whenever he comes, he will reward the servants who are ready. Understand this, if a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready at all times, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. And Peter asked, Lord, is that illustration just for us or for everyone? And the Lord replied, A faithful, sensible servant is one whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his own household servants and feeding them. If the master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. And I tell you the truth, the master will put that servant in charge of all he owns. But what if the servant thinks, my master won't be back for a while, and he begins beating the other servants, partying and getting drunk? The master will return unannounced and unexpected, and he will cut the servant in pieces and banish him with the unfaithful. And a servant who knows what the master wants but isn't prepared and doesn't carry out those instructions will be severely punished. But someone who does not know and then does something wrong will be punished only lightly. So when someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. That's right. There's a lot in those verses that we can discuss. But right now, the main thing we want to focus on is that the master who owned the house still knocked on the door when he came back. And that was in the the beginning of the verses. So it was his house, but he still knocked on that door. Jesus is like that with us. 
When he returns for us, his bride, he will not barge into the house. He's a gentleman, and he will knock on the doors of our hearts. He may find our heart in the right order, or he may find it in disarray. Either way, he will knock and be ready to serve out the necessary sentencing. Either we will be rewarded or punished for the way that we have acted with what we've been entrusted with, either much or little. Since we have no idea when he's coming back, we need to be prepared at all times. Right. So we see a relatable parable in Matthew also, 25 verses 1 through 13. Once again, this is out of the NIV. And it's the parable of the ten virgins. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom! Come out and meet him! Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied. There may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Mm. Later the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly I tell you, I do not know you. Therefore... (laughs) Keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. That's right, and I want to explain a little bit about this parable. Some of us, some of you out there may not understand the bridegroom and the wedding feast and things like that. The bridegroom is Jesus when he comes back to take over us, his children, as his bride. So when this is talking about the the five virgins who had the oil with them, they were ready and prepared for him. And the five who did not thought they were ready, but did things or didn't believe or just were not ready. Yeah. Yeah, they just were not ready. And so when Jesus ushered in the five virgins who were ready, then they closed the door. And that's the time when that's the time of sentencing. You can't The others came and said, Lord, Lord, let us in. And he said, no, I don't even know you. And that, that's a scary place to be. (laughs) Jesus is saying here that he wants the people to be ready when he returns because there will be so many that are not and they won't be allowed in. It doesn't say specifically, but by our standards today, those five versions who had to go get oil they would have had to knock on the door to be let in. In verse 12, we see the horrible words that no one wants to hear on that day. Truly, I tell you, I do not know you. Those words just make me shudder because I don't want anybody to hear that. We want to, you know, reach people so that they understand what those words mean and, and why they should never have to hear them. All right, so when Jesus does come back and knock on the doors of our heart, 
We want to be ready to open the door and be ushered into his presence with the words, Well done, my good and faithful servants. <laughs> right. All right. So another time we find Jesus knocking is in the book of Revelation. This is out of the Amplified in this Revelation 3, verses 20. Behold, I stand at the door of the church and continually knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him, restore him, and he with me. That's right. So this one says, I stand at the door of the church. So these are people who are already his children, people who already know them. So he comes to them and he stands at the door and knocks. And again, we find that Jesus is a gentleman. He will not barge himself into our lives. He stands at the door and politely asks for our permission to enter. We have the choice whether or not to open the door. He says, if anyone hears and opens, that's giving us a choice. We find if we do let him in, there's a special reward. He will come in and help us out. How awesome is that? Why would we not open the door? <laughs> he will live in us and help us and lead and guide us through this life. He will never force himself on us. That is how he is with all our hearts, even now. When we accept Christ, the moment we answer the door of our hearts, he will reside in us and guide us into our endeavors through this life. With him, we succeed. Without him, we have a harder time and end up we are where we are not supposed to be. That's right. So we have been given the choice to receive Jesus with our whole hearts and follow him through this life from glory to glory. We don't have to be perfect to ask him into our lives. And frankly, they won't automatically become perfect when we do accept him. When he knocks on our doors, we need to be ready to receive him. Yeah, it's kind of a growing way of life with him. Every little step is a victory, and soon we find ourselves mature in him. But, this is important, we never stop learning. We are made to trust him and get closer to him daily. We are never too close to God. It's impossible, it won't happen. <laughs> you can try, you can try your hardest. <laughs> get closer to him daily, closer and closer, All right. but never too close. So we just want to thank you for being part of our journey into more of who Jesus is and why knocking is so important for us and for him. We love you and look forward to the chance to not only teach you how to get closer to God, but learn more ourselves. We right. learn a lot through these shows that Absolutely. we do. <laughs> And we, we just were learning right along with you. So this would not be an episode of The Messengers if we did not give you, the listener out there, the choice to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior if you have never done so before. That's right. So this is a choice that is the most important choice. This, this is the most important decision that you will ever make in your entire life. That's right. So don't, don't you know, take our word for it. I want, let's look at the Word of God. And we're going to look at uh, what God's Word says in Romans 10, verses 9 through 10. It says that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and will believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And if you skip a few lines down to Romans 10, 13, 
here's where the good part comes. For whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Are you a, are you one of those uh, whosoever's? I'm a whosoever. I'm a whosoever too. That that is anyone, anyone that will call upon the name of the Lord. It doesn't matter what your life is like. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. It's, it's it's just a free gift that God wants all of His children to have. And believe it or not, whether you you believe in God or not, you are one of His children, and He loves you. Yes. No matter what. So by God's grace, He's already done everything to provide salvation. Okay, Marcus, well, what do I have to do? You just have to believe and receive. So if you are ready to believe and receive this free gift from God to change your eternal address from hell to heaven and spend eternity with Him, I want you to pray this out loud with me. Believe it with your heart. Believe it, what you're, what you're about to say. So pray this. Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. By faith in your word, I receive salvation now. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. What an awesome, oh. if you just prayed that, what an awesome, awesome thing that is. Yes. And we have, I want you to understand that it's very possible the enemy the devil will come to you and try to make you believe that what you just prayed was not real. That's right. And he doesn't, he's not going to come to you like physically or anything like that, but just you'll hear something in your mind where he tries to slip in this little lie that's saying, you didn't really mean that or that didn't even change your life or nothing really happened. Or he'll use your friends. You know, he'll yeah. use your fr peer pressure, whatever it is. Yeah. But I want you to understand that the decision you just made if you, if you truly meant it from your heart, you are now a child of God. You, you are now a child that, is, that has changed his eternal address. Yes. And you can't just say that prayer and stay there. That's you right. need to get, in, get involved in reading the Bible. You really should get involved in a, church, a good Bible-believing church and make roots there and begin serving the church, begin serving the people there as they serve you as well it shouldn't be a one-way street it should be a way that you serve and they serve it should be something that they're doing together that you are doing with with the church that's right but remember the church is not and you may not have understood this but the church is not just a building the church is you that's right so we have one more little thing we'd like to uh say Yes, we just want to kind of throw this out there. We don't have a certain topic to discuss next, so we'd love to hear what you want to learn more about. Contact us on our website, themessengersradio.com. Yay! Or on our Facebook page, I'm going to get this right, Messengers Radio. Very good. Yes. Okay. So leave us a topic, or if you have a series that you want to learn more about, and we'll take it into consideration. Right. So, thank you, and we look forward to hearing from you. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. We love you guys. We love you. Bye. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Messengers Radio Program. Don't forget to visit our website at themessengersradio.com. Listen to us on TFH Radio at tfhpeople.com. And check us out on Facebook at Messengers Radio.